Welcome to the Coolcast in the voice of Dan Abernathy. I'd like to apologize for the length of time between our last episodes, but I have been bombarded with technical issues, location issues, personal issues, internet issues, computer issues, health issues. But I, I seem to have them all ironed out now. This has all been put together in my new uh, lifestyle. I am now 100% nomadic, with the cool bus being my house and the road being my home. I do still claim a bit of brick and mortar uh, in my hometown of uh, Pinedale, Wyoming, as I have a post office box. And new to me, I didn't realize that that could be your physical address. But going through a bunch of the hoopla and the ridiculousness of dealing with the Veterans Administration, I now know that it is uh, my, also my residence. So if you have a P.O. box, you have a residence. Uh, you might not be able to have a dinner party there, but you can damn sure claim residency. Before I get started into this episode, I'd like to thank my sponsors, of course. Sellers Real Estate, who is uh, representing Western Wyoming. If you need a, uh, a house, some land, whether it's buying it or selling it, please contact Terry and um, let her help you out. She will not lead you down a dusty road, but she'll take you to the nice place and uh, treat you fair and square. Uh, of, of this, I'm, I'm positive. So please, if you're in need of a realtor, go check out uh, Terry at Sellers Real Estate. I also want to tell you about uh, DBA Web. If you're needing a new website, if you're needing a website rebuilt, if you're not happy with your current provider and want to get into some easy laid back web work where you don't have to worry about anything, just nice clean design that can do anything that uh, the web has a need for, get a hold of DBA Web. And uh, it's a little bit elusive, but uh, quality of work is very, very nice and clean. So contact me, I'll get a hold of it and uh, explain the deal about it, which you could be uh, shocked, amazed, and hopefully extremely satisfied. The only diversion I'm going to take in this episode away from the conversation with somebody you should know is a slight little tribute 
I'm sure that by now you've all heard that Aretha Franklin has walked on, but I'd like to honor her with uh, one of her tunes, and then from that we'll go into the the conversation. But uh, I listened to her on the, the day she passed, listened to her most of the day, and I have to say that a tear rolled, because the queen of soul, there'll be nothing like it. And thankfully, she will live on forever. Conversation with somebody you should know. This episode, we are featuring Greg Potasnik. I've known Mr. Potasnik for quite a while. He is uh, the owner of Lakeside Lodge, Pinder, Wyoming. He's a retired school teacher, and he has an opinion. And it was so much fun to sit down with uh, a bottle of scotch and go through his opinions with him. We just had a conversation, and it was fun, a great moment. Of course, it also helped that we was parked uh, in the trees at Lakeside Lodge with uh, the nose of the, the cool bus pointing out over the lake. Sitting on the shores of Fremont Lake here, right in the backyard of Lakeside Lodge, I'm getting ready to uh, do a podcast with Mr. Potasnik. The sun is starting to shine as the water runs off the cool bus. It's still uh, splashing on the lake and smacking the roof. You can hear a little bit of distortion on the roof as uh, the rain comes down, but I think it's going to give up and we'll be able to go ahead with this podcast. And even if it does flicker here or there, uh, I think the 
words will come out okay and it will be proven that uh, it's a real live thing. These podcasts are being produced in the cool bus and this is not a recording studio. It's just a cool bus recording studio. Those hard hammer-like thumps you're hearing, that's the hail hitting. Uh, we're coming into a pretty good hailstorm now. Uh, probably marble-sized hail hitting. And every once in a while, one will hit just the right angle and velocity that really cracks the bus. I mean, that's the spectrum of experiences that most people have no idea. Where they, they pick a channel in life or a path, yeah. and they don't deviate. Right. You know, there'd be several options. You've stayed with many, yeah. or you've chosen many paths. And, and, I, and I think I still got a lot more to do. Ooh, that's and, the way it and, should be. Yeah. That's right. That's you know, right. And, and this all comes back to the, probably one, of the, the one man that I respect more than anybody in the world is my father. And uh, he told me uh, when I was probably 16, we, I can't remember everything that led up to it. He, he told me two things that stuck with me all my life. At age 16? At or age, age, age 16, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, the, the other one was probably 13. <laughs> okay. At 16, he tells me that, uh, he goes, when uh, you get old and you're sitting in a rocking chair, you're on the porch, all you have to do is relive your life. That's all you have. So make sure you have a full book to read. And I don't think he probably intended me to take it like he told me because at 17 I left and I was I left home and uh, I joined the army I was in the military I was overseas and I, I never lived at home again I was just always traveling all over the world and, and my dad who is um, uh, he, he lived vicariously through me because of the generations he he left his brother was killed in, in, in World War II yeah, out of vengeance, he was going to go kill, kill all the Japanese, and so he went into the, uh, the Navy. And uh, and then after that, he got out, he got married, he had a family. And that generation, you know, that that was the end of it. But he always supported and always wanted to know everything that I did. Yeah. And so he, I, I think he always lived uh, a little vicariously through the things that I did. And, and uh, But the, the other thing he told me when I was 13, he was down in Ignacio, Colorado, that... And, uh, and that's where his his dad lived, and we was going down to see Grandpa Abernathy. And uh, we were sitting in Main Street. I don't remember all the details, because I, I was maybe you know, 12, 13, something like that. And there was this old-timer, this old, old guy, and he, he, he couldn't, he just, uh, he could barely walk. He just shuffled across the street. And, uh, and we were sitting there waiting for him. We were coming across the street, and my dad looks over, and he says, see that guy? That old guy can't walk? And uh, you know what happened to him? And I go, the guy got syphilis. <laughs> he said, so you think of that every time you want to stick your pecker someplace. <laughs> and you believed every damn bit of that one. For a lot of years. <laughs> I, every time yeah. the, the, the situation would arise, I would, the, the whole guy kept coming back into my head. I don't want to shuffle. <laughs> well, so but my dad, he was, he was, uh, he was trying to help you out. It was for your own good. He was. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yeah, everything. Just like when I got out of the army, uh, you know, I mean, I was uh, hurt really bad. Uh, spent six months in the hospital. Get out, and uh, me and Clay Bassett. Was now, what there. happened? A part of the, your uh, um, parachuting? Yeah, per, yeah. Just jumped in uh, real high winds, and oh. uh, I think it was 100, 178 of us jumped into Sardinia, Italy, and they medevaced out 90 some of us. That was, uh, yeah, it was a big football. Really? Yeah, 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 real big one. Yeah. And uh, 
So I spent six months in the hospital and uh, broken back, metatarsal bones, bad blue out of the knee, and uh, and so but, but so when I finally get out of the army, I am leaving, and uh, uh, I'm going to the mountains now because me and Clay Bassett have decided we're going to go look for old Spanish gold mines that's up in the San Juan Mountains. And my dad said, "You got to go to the VA. You got to get set up with the VA." And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, as we was making plans to go to the mountains, you know. Right. So my dad made the appointments. He did everything. He even to, uh, came and picked me up and drove me to Durango, Colorado, to the VA, and and uh, got me set up. Took me to the airport because I had to fly to Denver to get a physical, and uh, I walked away at a ten percent disabled. Disabled, and uh, that was in nineteen seventy nine. He knew long term that absolutely. you needed yeah. that kind of. To have that on your record and, yeah. and have that taken care of, yeah. And now, so when something happens to me, because it was all about the medical stuff, and I was at the right time, somebody asked me for an insurance card, which I don't have. I give my VA card, swipe it, man. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. That's just... and, but so, and every time I say thanks, man. <laughs> like <that. laughs> so okay. you, uh, how old are you? I'm 59. I'll be 60 years old in December. Ah, right. so you don't, yeah. So you're not close to Medicare or. Which you'll never need because you'll have VA benefits, right? right. Now, I, I had two jumps in my life. Oh, really? I did static lines. Uh, uh, and the second one, you know, when you talk about that, I, the thrill of jumping was unbelievable. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you talk about, you know, almost like the silence. Yeah. You know, and all you hear is the wind. And, and, yeah. and, you, and you, I hate heights anyway. Yeah. You know, that's why I did it. Yeah. And what, what, one of the reasons why I did it. That's yeah. exactly why I yeah. did yeah. it. Because yeah. I said, I can't, you know, I've always, you know, I get on the top of the ladder and I did it all, but I said, yeah. God, I hate this. Yeah. You know, and, and so we were all sitting around probably drinking or whatever too much and we all said, let's do it. So three of us, we went out and you know what you do? You fold the parachute for the next guy. Yeah. Well, my first jump was real, real clean. Second yeah. one, my parachute was all tangled. See, so as you're going down, it was too. You could tell it was too fast. Yeah. And then you started spinning. Yeah. I said, "Oh shit, ground's <laughs> coming up." <laughs> you know, it yeah. was totally like, "Oh, this will work out," because yeah. you could see. Yeah. It was a matter of time. Mm. And I think at, at that point, we may have only been two thousand feet. Yeah. AGL, I think. Yeah. yeah. You static line jumps usually around two thousand feet. Yeah, and and so you know, and it was just a, like a one eighty two or something yeah. like that. You know, and you just funnel out yeah. and you get on the end of the wing and. And yeah. you just let go, but I, it was just that like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. So I, I, you know, so I said, well, heights aren't so bad. Yeah. You know, I hit the ground hard though, because yeah. I'm thinking when you're talking about yeah. that, I'm thinking it jarred, you know, it jarred your back. Oh and, yeah, because it was not quite full. Right. So you would just, you know, just enough to let you know. Yeah. And then and then uh, the next and then we folded all the shoots for the next guy. And I oh. said, you sure you, you want to double check it? <laughs> Because somebody's taking a shoot from me folding two shoots. Yeah. Um, and then uh, um, the next week there was a there was a shoot filled open. You know, I'm, I'm assuming there was there were several others. Yeah. It wasn't mine. I don't. I'm hoping. You know, of course. Yeah. But uh, and then the, the Michigan State was part of the uh, you you know club. Right. Ten bucks you could go do it or something. You know, as part of being a student. So. I, I stopped. That was my last one. I can yeah. see jumping. I, I can't see folding somebody else's shoot for a little. I just can't like, see yeah, that. No. That's, that's, a, that's a train. You know, the riggers. 
They're trained to do that. <laughs> there should be a, a professional yeah. there doing it, yeah. you know. But I understand that's the standard. Yeah. Now maybe they've changed it. Remember, this is 1970. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, when I was doing it, they had riggers, and they and they the riggers they, that's what they did. They they jumped and then they put their name. I had a little book inside that, and they put their name. Because the first thing I everything I every time I got a shoot handed to me, I take the little pocket up, I, I read <laughs> just in case, right? Just in case I did talk to somebody. <laughs> And you want to be sure you're nice to that guy. <laughs> uh, That's right. Uh, right. Well, yeah. I, I thought jumping was one of the, the coolest things I've, I've ever done. And, and I liked it. It was two, the two-part thrill to it, to, to me. It was the adrenaline of uh, actually leaving the aircraft. Or, or you know, you get, oh. it, you, you know, you're just so pumped up. And then once, you're, once your chute opens, and then it's like, and then it's just the tranquility yeah. of, of uh, uh, floating yes. down. Yeah, and that right. tranquility is, is uh, you know, you talk about, a, you can't get that anymore. No, no, you know? no, no. I, the closest I've found is sailing. Uh-huh. When a boat, yeah. you just hear that. Yeah. And it's almost like yes. going through the, you know, with the chute, yeah. you know. That lapping. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How did you, did you do any free fall? No, I, all mine was static lines. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had no yeah. free fall. And I see these guys doing the duel. Yeah. I guess that's another way to experience the yeah. free fall is, is to have the guy in your back. That's uh, I always said when I turned seventy, uh, <laughs> I, I was going to do a, a tandem jump. Yeah, and I because I when, when I got out of the army and I, I came to, to Wyoming and then I got a hold of uh, uh, Missoula and smoke jumpers, mm. and I said I want to be a smoke jumper, and uh, you know I'm twenty one years old out of the army. Ex paratrooper, ex military. But you had a little bit of an injury. A little bit. Ten percent. <laughs> and it's like I call them, tell them all this whole deal. Oh yeah, you know, uh, I've already been to. I mean, jump airborne units the whole time, everything. I said they they were super interested. Right. They didn't have to train me to jump. You know? Right. There's, and uh, so, but the United States Force Service to have some kind of a connection with the United States Army, and so they could request records. Oh, and so when they, they requested my records, and so that I was medically terminated off of jump shot status and all the things that happened, they, they said, yeah, we don't think we're gonna gamble with you. I think we're covered. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Got so, well. Did you have more? Did you have more in the military than the medical? Was there a few more things? I mean, that would disqualify you. You know, like you. Oh, for the jump? No, no, yeah, I, yeah no. I, no. Honorably discharged. I had no. No, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a good, oh. good boy. It was just a medical. I was medically terminated, and uh, the doctor said, "My see, they never set my bones in my foot, and uh, uh, so my metatarsal are sitting there like this, and and to fix them, they'd have to be rebroken, straightened, and put back together. Oh, and uh, and, uh, and uh, they said, you know, you do that, and uh, they said you jump again. Your, your first thing's gonna happen. You're gonna snap your bones." And the older you get, the, the easier you're going to snap them. Not as soft, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they said, and, and what it could do to your back, the jar of you hitting like that, if something was wrong. Uh, you know, if, if everything's perfect, then there's the issues. But, you know, it, you know, I had, I think, 25 jumps. And, uh, you know, then there was a lot of the perfect ones. But there were some ones in there that wasn't perfect, too. You know, well, that, just, the, just that weather, the weather yeah. conditions yeah, you're exactly, talking about. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, yeah. You know. Well, but I still you, like to do a tandem jump. Yeah. Well, I, you I could do that now because he'd, so. he'd hit the, whoever was yeah, behind you. I think so. Um, there's a former student um, that I know. Um, she lives in Bondurant. I think. I know her too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she does for a living. Yeah. Do Phaedra. Phaedra Serrano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, she, she can sing like a bird too. She can sing. Yeah. She's a musician, and yeah. I and and uh, she was hitchhiking. I picked her up here a couple months ago, and uh, she said, "Free jump," just well, because she said, "I'm I'm a professional. That's what I do." Yeah. So she is in Southern California, and uh, um, anytime she gave me the card numbers, said, you're good to go. Just give oh, me a call. Cool, is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, said, okay, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. But I thought I'd wait a while. Yeah, I'm good. I wanted to do it for my 70th birthday. That's, that was my, my goal. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, What's your goals between now and 70? you got a couple of years in there. you got 10 years. Oh, just to uh, uh, to keep doing what I do. You know, I, that's, all I, I, that's all I've ever asked all my whole life is, is uh, just to be able to keep doing what I do. When I get an idea, I want to do it. When I get uh, a desire to go someplace, I want to go. Yeah. Um, and I don't, uh, that's all I ask is just to keep doing what I do. And you're going to make 70 because you listened to your dad yeah. when you were 13. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're good there. Well, I mean, just enough. You know? Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's all I want. You know, I don't, um, um, to a, f a fault probably, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't care about money. I, I, yeah. I, I, I never really have. You know, I should have probably came up to Wyoming and gone to the oil patch and, and, you know, I, and I have friends that, uh, um, you know, have uh, three homes and, and uh, just super successful at what they've done. Through, through the gas. And, and, and other things, yeah. too, you know, yeah. and other different uh, aspects of life. Just really, really um, uh, very successful. These guys I grew up with, my, my buddies and stuff, you know. And um, I don't have that. I don't, you know, I, mean, I don't really, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I have a bus. I'm really happy with my bus. It's 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 uh it's, it's different. It's cool. They uh they really like to have me at dinner parties, <laughs> right? Because right. I, I I can tell I can talk and tell stories about doing different things all over the world, you know. And uh, I mean they 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 lived a very comfortable. They 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 raised kids all through school. Nobody wanted for anything. Had all the toys they wanted or nothing. Everything like that. But none of them had. Uh, a uh, nine millimeter stuck in their forehead from being in, in, doing a, a journalism story in Northern Ireland, ah. <laughs> and <laughs> right, right. and so it uh, so I, I tell people you know I, I have nothing and I want even less, but the one thing I do have my most valuable commodity is my freedom, ah. and I, I can't lose that. And, and uh, your experiences is, yeah. is the other yeah, yeah. that's that's the treasure yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and uh, so so yeah so I don't. Um, you know, I can't say I, I uh, you know, I, 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 I want solar in my bus. That's what I want. And it'll happen, you know. I mean, yeah. it, it, it'll, I'll get it figured That's out. That's doable. Yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll happen, you yeah. know. And, uh, in Utah, I, there, there's an um, a elderly lady, and she was probably, I bet she was in her 80s, and, uh, and, and bouffant hair all up, and, you know, just hairsprayed and stuff. And, and she wanted one of those. And uh, I said, you know, I don't really sell them, but uh, I often trade them for a hug. And I uh, walked up to her, and she's a really short gal and, and heavy set. She latched on to me, man. Gave, and gave me a darn stop. <laughs> and when I pulled away from her, she's crying. And, uh, and, and I don't. When I hug somebody, I, I hug until they kind of their body relaxes. Then I hug a little bit more. Ah. <laughs> you know, you give a little bit more. And and, uh, and and I pulled away her, her eyes. No, she no way ever done anything like that before. And her tears running down her eyes. Now that's treasure there. That's treasure, yeah, and that yeah. and that's part of um, most people won't ever have yeah. if they don't 
leave their element right. and get out and meet, mm -hmm. you know. Now, you pick up hitchhikers. I, I would hitchhike in the late 60s, early right. 70s, cross country, yeah. not think about it. You know, I've never Jack Kerouac, believe me. Right. But, but, you know, there's experiences that are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. People. Yeah. That people as a rule, I think, or I won't say as a rule, but generally people are so welcoming oh, yeah. to take it. I never had to pay for a motel. I never, I mean, and I and I was here to Southern California where I had friends and I'd go back to Michigan, not here, but in Michigan, oh. and then go back again. You know, two different times, one the Southern and Northern. And this was you in college? Uh, just out of college. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to think one year might have been, I think maybe a summer before. We did a road trip by car, my brother and I, when we had never, I'd never seen a mountain. No. And I was probably uh, 20 years old. Never seen a mountain. Well. Flat, you know, flat area. Mm -hmm. So first thing is, he came out skiing the year before to Denver. You know, went up there somewhere. So he says, you got to see a mountain. So we, we did the road trip, you know, in this little car. And we had probably 50 bucks a piece and headed out, you know. And there, there's an unbelievable people that had that took us in, or we slept with, you know, in their quarters. They fed us uh, along the road. I mean, so the the road has a whole life of its own. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and I and I think you know you you do run across, you know, it might be a weird situation here or there, but generally in the 70s, mm -hmm. late 60s, 70s, hell, it was wide open. Yeah. In fact, people would, you know, pull over and you know I would do that. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd pick up anybody. Yeah. You know. Middle of the night, you see some hits. Oh, that poor bastard! You know, pull over, let's yeah. help him out. Yeah. Now I don't, I don't think that way. It, it, well, I, there, I there's not as many hitchhikers on the road now as, very, as there used seems to be. Seems very few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and I, I, I do too. When I, when I see them, um, I, I, I weigh them. I, I, you know, I'm putting it out there. I'm trying to get the get a good vibe from them or not, and, and yeah. uh, to see if, if, if they they should do it. And uh, but uh, if if the traffic is right, where I can pull this. Because when I'm driving this thing, man, and I, I got that little pickup behind it. Well, uh, this is a different deal. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I was in a, uh, when, when I route myself doing shows and stuff, I always route to uh, where I can try to do some fishing and hot springs. I, I'm a soaker, man. I love the soaker yeah, and hot springs. Yeah. And uh, so I was down in Dakota Hot Springs in uh, southern Colorado. And uh, you go, they close the gate at 10 o'clock. You can stay there. It, it, it's, it's like camping, and you know nothing else. But you, you, you can camp there, and uh, at ten o'clock they close it, and at ten o'clock in the morning they open it, and it uh, just for security and stuff. So it was no, no big deal. It was me, you know. I, you got all right here. Night, you know, and, and <laughs> woke up the next morning, everything was cool, and uh, I ran into this this uh, couple in, in, in a car. They were just getting out of a car, and, and uh, um, they were starving. They didn't know about it. They, they was out playing and partying and having yeah. a great time. All of a sudden, the gates were closed. And they couldn't leave. They, they had nothing with them, no food, no water, no yeah. nothing. And uh, so I brought them in the bus. I fed them, you know, and, and uh, we visited and stuff. And, and uh, it was it was one of the moments that uh, I'll never forget. And I know they never will. Yeah. And, and yeah. Just, uh, you know, I think we can uh, spread ourselves. And, uh, and by with compassion and, and kindness... We, we can give so much more than um, writing a check to somebody. And and, it, and even though them checks are very valuable too to, to, for different causes, if, if you don't have, if, if I can't donate $1,000 to a cause, I can sure donate all the love and compassion I have to a, a cause. Right. And, and, and who's to say 
is the the, the most valuable contribution. Well, well, we know you and I know what's valuable. There, there's no question right. about that. But but society has gotten right now. I feel that well, that's changed. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and I think, and I I'll just uh, just the other night, I, I you know you hear an interview, and uh, you have our leader saying, we have the biggest buildings, the biggest houses, or, or something. You know, and I'm kind of paraphrasing this, mm. and and nicest cars, you know, but. Oh, boats, we have boats, you know, you see, and this kind of stuff. But you know, we don't have health care. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have access to education. Right. What really matters, right. that's what really, really yeah. counts. You know, all the, the wealth that you talk about, the richness is not in money. We yeah. know that. I mean, I, I've known too many people and circumstances where it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the least important. And they yeah. would tell you that, yeah. you know. Even though it's easier for them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, you know, they know that after, oh, yeah. after you spend your life accumulating it. Yeah. You know, so it, it's funny too, and, and I know. Please expound on this, but it uh, you you will see the uh, the money maker in a family, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I can name some names, but we probably shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the the money maker that made the fortune, uh -huh. and, and then we see the the next generation. And, and that loses a lot. And then the, the third generation. And then the fourth and fifth generation have no, they, they've been wealthy their whole lives. They, but they, they have no concept of what great, great, great grandfather did for them. What it cost him to get that. To get that. That's right, to, to accomplish that. And uh, the ones that I have been around, I, uh, I, I call it choice and situation. I have no control over your situation. Don't want it. You are who you are. But it, I have the choice to either become involved in it, to get caught up in your drama, to be uh, let your negativity affect me, or I can walk away. And even if I can't get up from the table and walk away, I can walk away. And <laughs> and that's how I protect myself. Because yeah. if you if you got bad juju, Danny goes quiet. <laughs> he just sits here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can too. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I, I think you can read that oh, in, yeah. in, 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 in people. Yeah, it, it is sad um, because with that wealth, you would think would come all of the the peacefulness and contentment, and yeah. you'd think, but it doesn't. It's no. the opposite. And I think when I do talk to some people, they worry about holding on to it. Yeah. So a whole new set of problems. You know, like here I have I have this money now. What do I do with it? You know, and there's all that panic, stress. And, and the part of that is coming into it without knowing what to do, right. you know, without growing up with family, to, yeah. you know, to have some. And we don't, we don't teach two things, you know, that I've found in school. Is one is how to raise a kid, right. which is probably the most important thing you'll ever do. Yeah. Second one is what do you do with money? Or how do you, what's money about, right. you know, and, and, and how to manage money, yeah. you know, what to do with it. Yeah. So I, I find that, to me, it yeah. kind of blows my mind how we miss that. But maybe we're not supposed to know about yeah. raising a kid or, uh, uh, I, or, or or how to handle money. Yeah, I, I think uh, if, if there's a rule book or, or an instruction manual on raising your, your, your children, uh, we would be, they'd be nothing but clones. And everything would get really screwed up because you, you get so many different personalities and... and a, 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 and people in your own kids and, and your you know and your brothers and sisters you I mean there's different personalities 
you, you raised, me and my, my brothers and sisters was raised the same, you know, and, uh, but, but my brother was a, he's a retired cop, you know, and, and worked yeah. for, and then he, he worked for, uh, home security and, and, uh, uh, me and him have nothing in common, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. uh. And then we, and then I had some, so my little sister had something in common, but then my, my older sister had nothing in common. All raised exactly identical. We was raised the same way. Meat and taters, you know. You yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. said at at, uh, at night at home, you everybody ate together. And Sunday after church, you had, we had uh, fried chicken, and I mean that was the way it was. Right. And, and I would give anything to have one day like that. <laughs> now, but yeah, uh, yeah. so if, if there was a rule book on, on raising kids. Then that would, I think, all that would have got uh, would be distorted, and, and we wouldn't have the individuality that that yeah. we are supposed to have. Well, I I, I definitely agree yeah. with you on, on a rule book yeah. idea. Uh, it shouldn't exist and doesn't exist yeah. and shouldn't. Uh, the ones that do exist, I, I probably saw that in the Catholic Church where I go. Oh. <laughs> that was I know that rule book. That's a good one too. Huh? And it don't work. I know that. But but and, and having served mass every morning at this Polish Catholic church, you know, a block from my house, uh, for something like fifteen years. So I I had all I heard every sermon ten times. Oh wow! You know and and but you know the, the so they had a kind of a path on yeah. how to raise a Catholic um, altar boy. Yeah. You know that way. Uh, and and I didn't know he was a Catholic. Uh, I yeah I think my grandfather was. A Polish Jew who came over from uh, Poland, World War One, had been saw the persecution and and totally switched to Catholicism for uh -huh. survival. Uh -huh. And that's how we grew up, religious as hell. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm the oldest of nine kids. So all nine of us, you know, we no rule book in my house because mm -hmm. every kid's got a different idea of really? how he was raised. So when we all meet. You know, we, we talk about how we were raised, you know, like, you never saw that? Yeah, you did. You know, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because we were all there. But the, the parents, you know, my parents changed, you know, I right. think, because yeah. I was first, and the last one had a whole different view of what happened over a period of, what, 12 years. Yeah. You know, but there's no book. But the Catholic Church, or I'm sure the... The left and the right, they all have their books in a sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But there's no book. But I think there's some general rules about what a kid needs, yeah. you know, for self esteem. Oh, well, yeah. You absolutely. Know, some of those things. Well, you probably saw a lot too. And like you're, how long? He's only 30 years? How long did you teach for? Uh, 30 years. 30 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, yeah, yeah. And I was other places, yeah. three or four, yeah. So, I mean, in over th three decades of teaching and, and doing all the different fads, fashions, and whatnot, you had to see a, an amazing shift and change in, in the youth growing up. Uh, unbelievable yeah. switch. And in families and parents and how they parented their kid. Right. That's, the, that's the biggest thing and what changed. So when I moved there when, in 76... I had on my desk the second day the Book of Mormon sitting there because somebody wanted, you know, you should read this, you know. That's, they br kid brought it in, said it to you, you know. And the next weekend, you know, you're invited to the home for dinner out at a ranch. Yeah. I mean, it would, and I thought, my God, I, I'm seeing a culture here that I don't know. And they're welcoming me, taking me in, you know. So we'd be out at like the Mickey Byer Ranch, you know, that. Oh, yeah. 
John Byer, yeah. you know, we had, we had airplanes together because he was that kind of kid. Yeah. As junior in high school, he was probably one of the more mature and yeah. uh, competent as a pilot. He taught me stuff, you know. Well. And and so, but we'd go out, you'd go to his house and have dinner and you'd meet the family. But the most of all that, when all that happened, is if the kid, anything happened in school, you were right. There was never a question about what you did was not appropriate action or, you know, the teacher was always right. Okay, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. See, that was that way when we were uh, in school because of nuns. Right. You never crossed the nuns. Exactly, you can yeah. see my knuckles don't, yeah. don't look quite right. <laughs> They've been beat on many, many times. You know, from looking at someone I, or at a young lady, not like I should. Right. You know, you know, or um, had my hair too long. Oh. Something, you know, and hold them out. You know, so, so that's another way to raise. But, um, yeah, the change then was my kid's up in his room studying. What do you mean he, he isn't studying? I said, uh, do you know what he's doing? Well, he's studying. He told me he's studying. Well, internet time, man. He, he's right. not studying right. about it. He's not looking at anything. Now he's exploring a whole world that the parents don't know about. Right. So now we have a whole generation of a kid who said, God, my parents don't talk about this. And, you know, they, I don't know this. Right. So they come to school and, you know, some had that buzz from the morning. You know, so, so pot started entering into at a young age. And, and you know, I, I see these kids now. Yeah. There, some of it was too early to be smoking. Yeah. You know, um, and, but the, you know, I think the biggest change was when something happened to a student, who, who is at fault? Well, it could have been all of us. And then we'd all go to that table and say, hey, I, you know, maybe I was a little hard on them. Yeah. And it would all be worked out. Right. You know, and towards the end, I would see other teachers who took a hard line on stuff where they probably should have been a little easier. And, you know, they have this strict discipline, which kids are too loose. Things are looser, right. more loose anymore. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you'd see the battle start. The parent was always right. You know that the teachers screwed up. So, well, and that was the switch that I saw. Uh, in, you, in a thirty-year period, or yeah. less than that? Oh, I, I'd say maybe in twenty-five years. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, but overall, I, I I had taught kids that were so much smarter than I was. You know that that uh, talented, more talent. Yeah. You know, like in sports or just in, in, in maybe music, anything that you could see it. You know, uh, and I've I've had I see. So many students here. Yeah. That's part of why I like right, right. Lakeside because yeah. <laughs> they're here. They come mm -hmm. here and they make a point to stop in. You know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I I miss teaching. Yeah. I mean, I you, you and I could go into a classroom and have a lot of fun. I can tell. <laughs> you know, if we went to like a senior class, uh -huh. and and we, we we could call the class whatever we wanted to. Maybe life. Yeah. I mean, you and I go in there, and we could talk about you and I had kind of different lives, right. somewhat parallel in some ways, right. yeah. you know. But on the other hand, you know, I being grew up so poor, my old man just told me, "You better make enough money to live. Yeah. <laughs> you better, you better have enough money to take care of your ass, because nobody else is." <laughs> so that's what I yeah. always remember. But I, th I think team teaching in a class, we have a lot of fun. I, I, I agree with that. I think it would yeah. be, be, be good. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and because I think kids don't get that other side. Right. You know, I don't see that anymore. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I, I'm not in a school. Uh -huh. uh, you know. But I do miss the interaction with a young mind yeah. asking about 
why it is and then you give them multiple choices because you know like um, I you know there's no right answer right. and then they can choose right. you know that was the beauty of like an economics and, yeah. you know political science where there's a lot of gray right and some treat treat it black and white but there's a hell of a lot of gray mm. so huh. you know it makes me think of a, of, a, of a thought I was just talking about the other day with, uh, and I don't want to get into the Second Amendment and gun control and all this stuff, but, uh, but we, you know, it's way too, I'm, I'm way too relaxed for that. But, but you being uh, a teacher and a, uh, and, and a parent, you know, we, we've lost more this year. We've lost more kids in our schools than we have on the front lines in our so-called wars, which I don't understand those either, but it, uh, we're fighting over here and, and we're, we're losing our high school kids. Or school kids, so uh, I I think there's all I don't think there's any right and wrong. I think there's got to be some way to, to uh, I don't know if we can fix it, but to to help this issue. And and one of the things that uh, uh, I I feel that we have lost accountability in in the way people are. And I think that a lot of that is due to the way uh, a lot of our our youth is raised. Is that we, we have no accountability for our actions. We get, you know, we have so many lawyers. You do something, they plead it out. You get off. Um, you, know, you you really there's a, just as good a chance as you're gonna get off from breaking a, a rule of the law, or you are you're getting smacked really hard. So that being all that being said, and that we're talking about high school kids that are supposed to be raised, be, being raised by their parents. Why couldn't the parents still be responsible for the actions of their kids? And so when uh, little Johnny gets pissed off and takes an AK in, in, into the math class, why does he, the parents, not involved in the responsibility for that? If I if I recall, there was um, with with the NRA pushing hard that that secondary responsibility was was case law, yeah. where the parent can't be. Some case law early was where you're responsible. If you own a gun, that's your gun. You're responsible for what happened. See, gun manufacturers were wiped out of responsibility. Right. So, in other words, I sell liquor here, but I'm responsible right. if somebody drinks too much and drives home. Right. You sell a gun, and someone takes a gun, the manufacturer isn't liable. But you see, that's a stretch, I think, anyway, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. to make them liable. Should the parent be liable? Boy, I... That's the other part of raising the kid, exactly. teaching them about a gun. But what do we do? We cut our social services, yeah. mental health. Even when something's, the kid is struggling yeah. with something, you never think they're gonna take the gun. Yeah. Mean, you don't ever think that. No. Uh, but now you should be kind yeah. of thinking that. That's More so now than ever. Yeah. Yeah, because when when it happens one time, you see, there's almost like it happens again. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I. It's like I, it becomes trendy or something. You know? Yeah, I, there's there's several of those kind of things yeah. on a dark side that yeah. are trendy. Yeah. Uh, um, rashes of uh, right. certain kinds of behavior that happens. But yeah, um, I would think a parent should be responsible. Uh, to what degree? Yeah. Um, I, I see um, some cases now popping up where they're going to prosecute the parent where the kid took the gun from the but, but you, yeah, you look at it, all those school shootings. Uh, let's arm the teachers. Yeah. What is the hell? I know so many teachers that I've been with them hunting and damn near shot me because, you know, they can't. It's not, 
and, and they've done experiments, and in, in, uh, you've seen them, you know, where the cop, or there's even a cop who's given, you know, he doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. And, you know, think of the first time you shot a deer. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell. Yeah. I, I, I had, you talk about buck fever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't think it's as easy as I think. Yeah. But, but like the lady in, in Utah that, um, after the, some of the shootings, she took a pistol to school. <laughs> and dropped it during class. Yeah. Dropped it out of her purse and shot herself. <laughs> yeah, you see the stuff like that at just beginning. I mean, yeah. It, 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 yeah. yeah. But why does the NRA have so much power? Money, I guess. It's I all mean, greed. It's, it's, it's got to be money and stuff. And, yeah. why, and why did they put Oliver North as president? I mean, <laughs> Oliver North. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, Mr. Uh, Gunrunner himself. Uh, who's been convicted, and I think, I'm sure he's yeah. been in jail. You yeah. know? Yeah. Wasn't he convicted to giving the guns to the wrong side or something? Uh, he was selling them. It was, the Congress didn't approve, if yeah. I remember. It was the Iran-Contra affair, yeah. if I remember right. And he was in, involved in uh, uh, Nicaragua, too. Ah, uh, maybe yeah, that, yeah. 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 It, it was, uh, that, uh, Iran, I think, is when he got uh, got slapped. Yeah. But, but you know, I, it just recently, he just was appointed... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's an idol to it to that subculture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and it's not my culture. Yeah. Uh, I own guns. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I like. I mean, a gun has a purpose at, yeah. at a time, but yeah, I don't. Uh, um, I just recall we were in, we spent a couple well one month in Sedona, uh, a couple winters ago, and we went in in, in, in Arizona is wild west. Mm -hmm. Maybe even more so than Wyoming. Yeah. And parts of Arizona, you know. Guy's packing pistol, and he takes off his coat. So he, he, his gun was on his hip. And then I said, Arthur, let's get the hell out of here. I'm not spending money in this place. And sitting next to this guy who, I don't know what he's waiting for. Is he going to be held up? Or, you know, I mean, there's where the problem is that everybody needs a gun. Right. You may have one in here. And I think I would travel. I'd probably have a gun. But do you... Do does everybody now? Pretty soon we're all packing. Yeah. I mean, to me, the, the logic is so illogical yeah, that I, I can't even think. Yeah. You know? and, and, uh, and I know without a doubt that if you just uh, saddle up to the, the, the guy down down in, in Sedona and tried to engage in, uh, I won't even say intellectual conversation. <laughs> I'll just say you know, pass a little bit of time of the day. It would you you would have you would have been uh, like you'd be gone quiet. You would, you would, it's all about that choice, man. You, 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 would, you could not have sat there and uh, five minutes I'd give you with him. Yeah. And then yeah. you and say, okay. I, I don't, I couldn't have made five. <laughs> I, I, I'd taken one. But I, but I said, you know, I don't want to engage with this guy because this is not my culture. Right. And, and, and the culture of, of weapons just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Now, did you ever shoot an AK 47? Well, you were in the military. Yeah, you yeah, shot. Yeah. You know, they're kind of a fun. Yeah. There's a, there's a something to it that, yeah. You feel powerful, or you feel. Let's rattle off a couple yeah. rounds. And I, I went out here. There was a couple guys I know had them, and we shot them. I put them down. I said, "Stupid, ever pay a nickel for a gun like this?" You know. And why do you need one? And that comes becomes to where are we headed in the world? Exactly. You know. Um, and and you see, I'm a little alarmed by um, just if you watch the news, um, there was people advocating. You know, we need to take back the country, and, and you know, there's, so there's a, a, a left, and then there's a right side who's standing behind 
president no matter what. I know. No matter what. Yeah. And even, you know, and I have relatives, in-laws, that we can't sit like this and talk yeah. because they shake with anger. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think, what are you angry about? Yeah. Let's talk about that yeah. dimwit yeah. <laughs> That's, that was elected, and, and they won't talk about it. Yeah. You know, what do you see about it? But, you know, it, if we get too much of a violence, martial law, yeah. suspend elections. Yeah. I mean, I'm acting like a Fox News guy now, yeah. <laughs> you know, thinking all conspiracy. Yeah. But that's what, I'm, I, that's what I worry about. Yeah. I was in the same situation with some of my, uh, my nephews and, and, and their wives and stuff and talking about it. And, uh, man, I, and just, um, I can see them, you know, voting for him. I, I, I can, I can, you swallow his, his spiel, you yeah. voted for him. But you can't believe him now. Oh God! You know, and they do. They do. They do. They can't. They, he can do no wrong. Just leave the man alone and let him do his job. Fuck! He's not. <laughs> he's not doing his job. <laughs> he's created more problems in the world. And he's lies. Yeah. Oh. You know, and, and yeah, it's just I, I tell. Oh, we yeah. had him at Snopes. Had him at what thirty five hundred lies in yeah. the first six months or something. And I do look some of those up. Yeah. You know, like like. Uh, here's the classic. Obama was had um, separated 23,000 kids. Obama's policy. They were Fox News was pushing that, and I and I had read that in a paper somewhere. And, and we had a guy here start saying, "Well, that damn Obama did that." Yeah, well, Snopes says no way, didn't happen. I mean, he didn't separate 23,000. You know, he, I think there was some separations, but I, you know. So you see the lies, and then they yeah. believe them. Right. Go into a house. You ever go to people's house? You see Fox News going. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> I, I said this TV doesn't go on Fox. Yeah. It doesn't work for Fox. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I, every once in a while I see sometimes it gets over there by accident. I, you know, miss. Well, that's that would be another. You know, when you and I are talking, what is truth? Yeah. You know, what is truth? Yeah. And what is truth? Because today, I, I don't know. If you're not careful. Yeah, and you remember at Christmas dinner, there was a dinner you and I were at. Yeah. And we don't mention a name. Yeah. But the guy next to me said, are you worried about the world? And I said, damn, I am worried. I said, there's so much bullshit. There's, the truth is distorted. He says, yeah. He said, damn, I'm glad those Clintons are out of there. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, what's that about? He said, well, they've got a child ring, pornography ring going. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. And I said, where the hell did you hear that? <laughs> he said, well, Fox News has all that. <laughs> I said, we're in trouble, man, because I, I can't believe anything in Fox yeah. News. I want to know that. They have their own agenda. Mm -hmm. It's by design, you know that. And then that's when we realize we're a guest. Yeah. And, and I, you, I, I know. You, yeah. I appreciated your, <laughs> your, your subtly telling me, what the hell are you trying to start? <laughs> and I, I just shut up then. And I, I have seen that guy a couple of times, and I can't talk to him. Yeah. I just say hello and never engage. It's, but it, it, it doesn't matter how much time passes between you know, the times you, you encounter him and have a conversation. It's the same. Oh. He, he's still influenced by, by you know, whatever Fox is doing. And, and I see a, a, a lot of, of the elderly will have Fox on 24-7. Uh -huh. Yeah. Go, go into the retirement center. And see what's funny down there. Oh, right. they're, they're, they're like being brainwashed. To, to, and, and maybe it's be, it puts it helps them sleep at night. <laughs> well, then what I've noticed, and, and I see it 
eight older people, and if you see it in me, you come and kick my ass, all right? Because I'm, I'm falling in that category. But but there's there's anxiety and fear starting entering into old people. Yeah. I, you know, I see it here. Well, what about the wind? Yeah. You know, they're going they're going to go on a boat. Well, it's going to blow, but you're going to head into the wind. Yeah, I mean, you start everything is yeah. kind of. There's always a solution to a point. Yeah. You know? So there's anxiety, there's fears, and when you find a group that know how to capitalize on that, which Trump. And Fox oh, yeah. News and that they capitalize on the fear, mm -hmm. so they got you know all these Asians or, or all these these, these uh, Mexicans coming into this country mm -hmm. are going to screw up you and your job and you know all this bullshit, and and now I forgot where I was going with this, but I did have <laughs> one thought <laughs> on all this <laughs> that was kind of important, you know. Uh, uh, it'll come. Well, I I, well, I think I all, I think all of uh, uh, the Mexicans that are up here working their ass off. We've got several here that yeah. are the best workers yeah. I ever had. They, I just thought of this. They you need don't to go, mind. No, go, no, go yeah, yeah, I just thought of, there was an editorial in USA Today about a year ago, and this guy said, I just buried both my parents. And he said, I want to, and, and this is kind of his, his, his uh, in this editorial, yeah. I buried both my parents, and I'm almost glad that this was the end for them because their last few years of their life, was Fox News from morning till night. They lived in fear. They lived in and all the contempt, you know. And oh, uh -huh. and I and I thought, oh my God, you almost wanted your parents not to be here, yeah. not for you, but for what was being done to them, right. for control of their vote, yeah. for pledge of money, whatever it is. Right. And I thought, oh my God, I. So my mother, I call her off, and she's ninety. I said, is that Fox News on yet? She said, I'll never be on in this house. <laughs> and I've always made sure she never had that fear of, of what was or what, you know, what's going to happen. I said, we'll always take care of you somehow. To think about that. we got enough kids. You know, there's eight of us left, for Christ's sakes. We can help you out. But that was powerful to me. I, oh, yeah. I had tear in my eye on that well. one. I thought, why would you want your parents almost to transition? I mean, that's what I took from it. I probably, yeah. you know, there might have been a lot more to it. But that, that's the catalyst of everything, you know, the whole thing behind it. I mean, it, Fox News is, is, is just part of it, but it rep what Fox News is, because it's so public, it rep what it represents. And, and and that's why I think people are, they're either brainwashed by it or, or they're disgusted by it. Yeah. And, uh, well, you, all you have to do is study a little bit and look at who they have there as their announcers. Yeah. And the style that they are and how they, they ridicule, yeah. you know, someone who's trying to do something yeah. Fox News, the news division alone, I read a couple of years ago, nets a billion dollars a year. Oh. You see? Huh. Greed. So you yeah. get all these people, we're back to greed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, they'll, they'll hire the young, the best, they'll come out and uh, um, they'll, they'll trick them into uh, signing a big contract with them. Well, those guys are probably five to ten million a year. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. So if they can create more shit. Yeah. It's even better. Yeah. I mean, Hannity, I, I think, is, is well paid. But I, I don't, I don't look at that channel. Yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you. Who, I have no idea who's, uh, who's on it, who does it, who does it. I, and I, I don't want to. You don't want to. I'm good yeah. to. Uh, I, I honestly uh, uh, filter myself a lot with just news. Period. I don't. Uh, I, uh, I, I like. Well, I, I like it. I hear about something and I'll go research. I'll go look at it. Yeah. I, I like uh, Huffington Report, yep. and yep. because I can go read, see what what's on it, and uh, 
and pick it up and, and just like to me I think one of the coolest things that's in the news that should uh, surpass anything that Trump has done anything that any of the politics or the celebrities or the you know million dollar athletes because that's another whole, whole other aspect of, of, of our life we have no heroes anymore uh, and unless you want to talk to a, a, an athlete that's getting paid 20 million dollars and, and is an ass you know no, no. but uh, the, the these guys these uh, uh, divers that went in and saved all their kids oh. in, in, in northern Thailand. Thailand yeah yeah they saved them all Oh, was the loss of one of, one of the rescue one guys. Of the, one of the divers. Yeah, yeah. died. But, yeah. I mean, what a feat. And it was uh, three months. It took three hours to take one kid out. And they did one at a time? One at a time. Boy, that's patience. I, I would have kind of lined them up and said, let's get out of here. After they, because they, they was trying to escape, after they went in and they would go in and they trained the kids how to breathe in, in, in the, the dive equipment stuff. Right, because that's a whole other thing. Oh, yeah, whole uh, other, whole yeah. other deal, yeah. yeah. Gave trained the kids how to breathe right, put and, and then and then took them out. And and the length of time was three hours. Three hours, because it was like two miles, yeah. two point yeah. something. Yeah. And uh, I, I, what an amazing thing! That should have been on every place. I mean, yeah. and, and 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 then uh, uh, they were all ex uh, Taiwanese seals. Seals. Yeah. And they should be. I mean. These guys should be praised, and, oh. and we should know that we should know each. Even if we couldn't pronounce their names, we should. We I haven't heard what what one of their names are. They don't do it for uh, personal, you know, glorification. Yeah. But but man, what an amazing thing that just happened! And and uh, all we are worried about is what Trump. What did Trump do today? You know, and it's <laughs> yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. yeah. I, I I tend to watch one uh, major broadcast that news a night. Mm -hmm. Not every night, but you know, majority of the night. Mm -hmm. So, like ABC, for example, because we about a year or two years, maybe three years ago now, I kind of looked at NBC and ABC, and I thought that's eh, not quite right here. You know, one had more; I had more interest in it. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so you watch ABC, and 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 you think, um, okay, so they start out with that news almost every night. Right. They started out with the status of those kids in that cave. Oh, cool. And, you know, and I thought, well, this is what, because we can, Trump is going to be there, and the mm -hmm. stupid thing he said today or tweeted or whatever mm -hmm. he did, it can wait. Let's see what's happening here. Yeah. And what an effort. Did you see how they galvanized the people? Oh, I, mean, yeah. the, the, I mean, I'm impressed yeah. by that. It's, it's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. Yeah. You've been to Thailand, though, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Tell me about the culture. I, I loved it. I, oh yeah, I, uh, you know I went into Bangkok and I wanted to get out. Just about Bangkok is is uh, what is it? It seems like there's if I remember the numbers, I'm probably I'm way way off. But there's like 75 million people in Thailand, and uh, you know 55 million of them live in Bangkok. So Bangkok's a huge city, you know. And and so you, you fly in, you get out as fast as you can. <laughs> And, and, get, and get to where you want yeah. to go. Yeah. And and I, I I like rural areas, you know. And and I'm I'm uh, pretty good at just from my years of being a journalist and uh, hooking up with the right people and and uh, cab driving there. Cab drivers are the they are the, the guides of everything. Yeah. And so I always hook up with the, the, the cab drivers and, and get showing what to what I want to do and uh, the people are fantastic. You know, you, you go in there. If Even you, after if, all that Vietnam, the war, and all yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all over with. Yeah, yeah. And now it's 
next the, generation economics. Let's yeah. have tourism. Yeah. Yeah. Their 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 biggest uh, worry is uh, let's let's get enough food on the table for this week. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, you know. And for for instance, I I was in uh, in Cambodia, and uh, it was with, with a cab driver, and he he I wanted to go out and get into rural areas, and, and uh, so I went out with him and. Um, which is, they was harvesting rice. It's a small farm harvesting yeah. rice and, by hand. And because the majority of these small plots, they just, they all do it by hand. And uh, so the women are all out there with little hand size of cutting rice. I mean, they just go like, like crazy, you know. And, and I'm doing pictures of it and stuff. And, and uh, then I you know, put my cameras down. They're, and they show me how to do it. And I'm making a fool of myself cutting it, you know, so I can't keep Come up. Oh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and, and they just laugh. Yeah. And they, they, have, they have, you know, fantastic time. And they, so they break early and go to make lunch. And so they make this um, unbelievable meal, you know, all, uh, uh, everything fresh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and walks. Yeah. And um, oh. then the, the men come in, and the men come in, and the women are all out on the fire in the, in, in the, on the blankets and the fire and in the sun. The men come in and go underneath the, the houses and break the crack open the rice wine. And uh, I hung with the women, and because and it, was, it was more, it was more energy and, and a, lot, a lot funner. And, uh, and they like me, they, they, and they kept asking me uh, uh, how much I weighed. You, you, I was going to say you were an anomaly yeah. to those people. Yeah. They're looking at you and say, "God, my little husband's about <laughs> two feet tall." <laughs> yeah. and, and then I had you know the, the cab driver. He, he was interpreting for us and stuff, and he, he, you know, they could want to know how I weighed. And they don't go by pounds; they go by stone over there. Stone. Yeah. Not kilos. Yeah. Not, not, it's like yeah. in the English they have yeah. to go up. Yeah. And I was familiar with this, the stone. And, uh, but they was harvesting rice, so they had big scales there, okay? And I said, you know, I, I, I weigh 300 pounds. Uh, I have no idea how many stones that long. So this one lady, she makes me go over to get on, on the scale. And so I make a big thing, I get up on the scale, and then there's a beam hanging across. I grab this beam to hang on the beam so I can steady myself. Part release, they weigh me, and they just started cackling and laughing. And, and now, it, it was fantastic. It was yeah. absolutely fantastic. So, and, and that, I was getting sidetracked off my story, but I went to his house and, and he wanted me to, because I'd spent probably five days with him by now, you know, doing different stuff and, and uh, he'd come see me and, and do I do this? And, and, and I'd pay his fare, you know, he was he was doing it for money, you know, and, and but I had to get there somehow, so it was, it was no issue. I'd pay his fare to take me where I wanted to go, but he, he wanted me to meet his family. And so I go out to, uh, he was going someplace, we stopped by his, his farm his house and I met his, his wife and his, uh, his wife's sister and his two kids and uh, and they were you know all bashful and, and uh, finally asked me if, if I wanted something to drink and, you know, no, I'm, just, you know I'm, I'm okay so don't we have water or uh, um, Fanta the orange drink mm -hmm. and, and I don't drink the water I mean, I've, 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 I got all kinds of you stories know, you know, yeah that's we, a whole other I've been there too many times and so I said well I'll take a Fanta because you know uh, the one thing we, in, in a third world country, somebody offers to feed you or to give you something to drink, you take it because it's it's a, almost an insult not to, you know, especially for an American to come in and say you know they don't because they'll think well are you too good to, to eat with us and yeah and, and so like that and it's just like the the women on on on, on the, the harvest the rice harvest us down there eating right with them you know it's amazing food sticking their hand yeah. oh yeah, yeah it's fantastic yeah. so I said yeah I'll take a fan too as long as you and, get uh, the right hand exactly. <laughs> And uh, we sat there, and I kind of forgot about it, actually, and uh, uh, pretty soon I hear this motorcycle coming back in, and uh, she, they didn't have a Fanta. So she ran, she got on a motorcycle and ran down to a corner store and bought me 
one panther and brought back. Didn't get for the kids or nothing, you know, just did nothing. Huh. She brought me one panther. And, and, and I'm just. That's I just, the hospitality. Absolutely. Yeah. We wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, I'm out of beer. I just had the last beer. Sorry. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> Got water. <laughs> you know, but the, 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 the culture, the people are just. And, and that's, I, I found, you, you can't be an American because uh, uh, they, they, a lot of, a lot of them look for the aggressiveness and, and uh, uh, a lot of Americans are assholes. They're just, they're, they're very, if they don't understand why this is not happening right now. I paid my ticket. This is supposed to, bus is supposed to be here at, at nine o'clock. Why isn't it not here? And they, then they start going off on some poor lady that's, you know, making 50 cents a day, you know, and so, and so I, I try to be a Canadian. <laughs> to, tourists can, you know, to be a tourist, you're a guest in the country. Exactly. And I, and, and I, I tell you, I see that too, and I yeah. can't understand. Um, here, you, you'll you know, we, we, we get, you know, the Asians, yeah. uh, Pacific Rim, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, very, very, um, most of them are, should I say, timid in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're not sure what to expect. Mm -hmm. And so I, I go overboard in a way to be that kindness. Right, yeah. Because you want to say, we're not all like some. Yeah. You know, because when we travel, because I've seen that. Traveling. It's embarrassing. Oh shit! Yeah, I, I'm yeah. embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen it so many times, and, and just jeez. Uh, but you know, that's the way to travel is to go to a country and then hire a driver. Yeah. It didn't take much. You know, you know, we went to Cuba a couple of years ago, yeah. and uh, to get out of the, you know, because you had to go people to people exchange. You know, um, so we hired a driver, and 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 you get the real story. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, once they relax, it yeah. takes a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. And they have two currencies, you know. Yeah. One currency is for the locals or the country, and the other one's for the tourists. Yeah. So, you know, you try to $200, no, $20 a month. I'm trying to remember if I had that right. 20 or 200 I don't know what the hell. Anyway, it's not enough. And that's what they live on. And so you have that failed communism. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what the hell? Everybody, but it's all a mess. Beautiful people, beautiful culture. You know, this, these guys would take us to these bars. We go, you look at this road and you think, holy shit, we going down this alley. Yeah. yeah. And he said, no problem. You know, go in these little bars, music going, people dancing. Yeah. I mean, that if you're in Key West, you might as well go over to Cuba. I know, yeah. Yeah. Have you been there? No, I have never. Oh yeah, you got help. Yeah. Take a take a yeah, that'd be jump over there because yeah. you uh, you would appreciate yeah. that kind of energy, yeah. the dancing. Yeah. The music and, and generally a population, but you gotta hire and get out of the yep. mess. Oh, yep, yep. That's the one thing I learned a yep. long time ago. Yep. Me too. Why don't Pay them a little extra, but yep. but say, yeah. and then they'll tell you the real story. Yeah, I, I don't even like to, to, to do tours and stuff. I uh, I will uh, book my my ticket wherever to the, to the destination, and then figure it out when I get there. I don't I don't want to I don't want to go on. I've probably been in my lifetime. I've been on two different tours. Yeah, and I, I don't like them, and I'm always getting in trouble on them because I get sidetracked and go over here, and then I got some tour guide chasing me. Then we get you know schedule, schedule, schedule. Yeah, you know, <laughs> bullhorn. Yeah. You know, load up. You yeah. know, so you got to get on. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I don't know. Maybe we've been on a couple. But I don't, don't want to be rushed. I like. God, God, yeah. give me a break. I want to have another margarita. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How long have you had Lakeside? Twenty-five years. This is the twenty-fifth year. Twenty-fifth year. And uh, 
do you, and I know you, some days you're grumbling and, and, uh, and You don't uh, see that, do you? I, I saw it tonight. <laughs> when you was coming, you was all wet. <laughs> I, well, no, I was actually, you was you was smiling though. You wasn't growing. No, no, I, yeah, yeah, because I because I because I loved it. It was a storm. Yeah, and the storm yeah. refreshed everything. Everybody was kind of <laughs> running around. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was beautiful out here. I, you I, I you uh, you talk. I guess I guess where I'm going with this is you you talk about selling it and stuff, and and I know the headaches got to be huge dealing with the Forest Service. It's it, it, it's it's not really. Really? Not, not, it's not really. Um, the bigger, the bigger hassle are, are the local people that worry about polluting the lake. The Forest Service, uh, we had one individual who's no longer really connected here, uh, who kind of overstepped, I thought. Um, but right now I got another, uh, this is like a lead person right. who handles recreational. We just deal with email. I, right. can, I can answer an email, clean. Um, but I think they're, in the past, some have taken advantage, mm -hmm. you know. But I know this isn't my land. This is this is everyone's land. And I pay. I rent it. Right. You know, I rent it and I pay my fee and and uh, no, it's for sale. And yeah. I and I think I'm ready to sell. It. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You've got to you've got to to realize in, in that that uh, that statement that you're going to miss it when it's gone. I will miss it. Yeah. 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 Did I say that? No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. But you yeah. knew I would. I knew I would, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you miss Rock Rabbit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, I don't miss the headaches. I miss you at Rock Rabbit. <laughs> well, yeah. no, no, nobody there. Yeah. But you see how things change. Yeah. And as soon as you left, the whole thing changed. Yeah. As you told me, it may here. Yeah. But it may not. And I'm hoping that it doesn't. This um, seems to be turning around a little bit to me. Um, with, with You mean in terms of um, in, in the restaurant? Yeah. 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 I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, we, we was up here the day and it felt really good. It just, yeah. Everything was like really positive, really, really nice. So, so next summer, uh, I think I'll come work for you. I hope you do. I'm really lousy, lousy help. <laughs> well, we have some of that. That's okay. <laughs> we, we we can uh, we can make it work. You know, I, you know what my last conventional job was, where I got a, a monthly a paycheck. A paycheck. Yeah. In 1989. And what were you doing? I was working on a ranch up in Cora, Wyoming. Salaried or hourly? Uh, salary. Salary. Yeah. yeah. Whose yeah. ranch were you on? Willow Creek Ranch, John Wilburn. It's off the from uh, where the bar oh, crosses. From bar cross, yeah. 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 Uh, that was in I went to work there in 1980. That's how I met Barlow and uh, Don Perry and all them. And, and, uh, you hang with, hung with that crowd. Yeah. 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 Met Bobby Weir and all the old, old deadhead people. Yeah. Yeah, well, there, there was a lot happening downtown here when those people were in town, yeah. you know, like the Kennedys and yeah. some of the, you know. Yeah. I was a new kid in town. This was, yeah. you know, like I said, maybe 77, yeah. 78, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now, the rumor was, and I didn't go out there because I said, I'll lose my job with the drugs or whatever it is. I've only been here one year. And uh, was were people like um, uh, Bob Dylan, were they, were they out there? I never knew of Bob Dylan being out there. Yeah, see, that was yeah. the word. But you know, again, you, know, yeah. you get, you get. And the Kennedys were. Uh, yeah. Randall and Jack, the dead, uh, you know, the peripherals off the dead, and, and stuff. But uh, I, I never, he could have been. I don't know. Yeah. But I never knew Bob Dylan to, to be there. I didn't know him. him you know, like there was, uh, 
Timothy Leary and, and Bartle was was good friends. Right. And so you know, so that would I mean, it's Timothy Leary and Acid kind of you know, yeah, yeah. go hand in hand. I want to I want to wrap this up. Okay. As uh, as we sat in the the sun outside turns golden and the rain is gone and all we can hear is that lap from the water hitting the, the docked sailboats and uh, I can't believe this hour went so quickly and uh, what a fantastic conversation that should not end this should be something that we should do more than not I, I'm, say, I'm saying <laughs> it'll continue to be continued <laughs> is but was there something that we didn't cover is it, is, is it a wrap or are we are we good for, for, for this episode or? For, for this episode it's a wrap we're good all right what a wonderful time that was I hope you guys enjoy listening to it as, as much as I enjoyed recording it. Uh, Mr. Potasnik, you're fantastic. I look forward to spending another uh, great afternoon on the, the shores of Fremont Lake or another place, perhaps even another country. But wherever our paths cross again, I know it's going to be full of smiles, laughter, and in-depth conversation. And here we move into the end of episode number eight and I want to leave you with a, a song that through all the troubled times still rings true a beautiful song from the 60s by the great Satchmo himself I see trees of green red roses too I see them blue me and you, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands. Saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I ever knew. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world Yes, I think to myself What a wonderful It's a chopper, baby. Whose chopper is this? Zed's. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. 
Dead's dead.